Live from downtown Boogertown, it's Three Hillbillies on a Couch with your hosts, Boo Boo, Biggins, and Buford, three of the hillbillies in the holler. Y'all pull up a chair and set a spell. All right, welcome to glorious downtown Boogertown and another episode of Three Hillbillies on a Couch. I'm Buford. I'm Bobo. I'm begging. You got to turn towards the microphone, begging. Oh, I'm still begging. Yeah, okay. And <laughs> he's leaned over looking at something on the floor. <laughs> what are you doing? <clears throat> but uh, we'd like to thank you for taking time out of your busy schedule of making your own podcast. You know, they say everybody's got a podcast, and now that we've got one, we know that's true. Uh, but we have some sponsors now we're really excited about. We have sponsors. Big, yeah, buddy. BigfootSearchGear.com. Uh, you'll be hearing a commercial from them a little later on. And we also have CoffeeAndSugar.com and uh, the home of Granny's Hillbilly Coffee. Really good coffee. <clears throat> so we're uh, happy to have them on board and please support our sponsors. So today we're going to just tell some of our favorite jokes. And we're going to do no, our best. You said to... I got to tell a clean joke. Yeah, I we're going to do our best to keep joke. them clean. That's <laughs> well, you know, I mean, there's a, there's some gray areas, I guess. But uh, I, my favorite kind of joke is the kind of joke that makes your brain laugh. Take a well, you have to take a, a mental trip. You have to to form the picture. You're a cerebral humorist. <clears throat> I get lost on them trips. So. It's a big word. Yeah. And I just wait on you to come back because I laugh like crazy a lot of your jokes, but I'm lost halfway through them. But the punchline's no, you'll, you'll like this one. This, uh, this fellow was drunk and he was walking around the midway at the fair and he walked up to the uh, dart game where you pop the balloons, you know? Oh, yeah. And uh, so he put his money down. The guy gave him the darts and he popped all the balloons, you know? And they gave him a little pet turtle and he wandered off. He come back about an hour later and he put down his money and they gave him darts and he threw them again and he popped all the balloons. And the guy gave him a little Cupid doll. He said, I don't want that little doll. I want what you gave me last time. The fellow said, what did I give you last time? He said, it was roast beef on a hard roll. <laughs> it tasted fishy. <laughs> but I just, I love the, the image of it. It's horrible for the poor turtle, but I love the image of this drunk guy off in this corner of the midway just gnawing on that thing trying That's to eat like- it. Did you know, uh, I mean, for real, uh, <laughs> no, it's for real. Did you know there's no canaries on the Canary Island? I did know that. You know the same thing goes for the Virgin Islands? <laughs> I'm serious. There ain't no canaries on there neither. Knock, knock. <laughs> I, I, I got what you meant. I got, oh, there's no canaries there either? Yeah, there's no canaries there either. That's, that's the only thing that scares me about Biggest Jokes is if, if we don't say anything, he's going to explain them. Yeah. <laughs> Right, and I'm going to make my Do you know why the chicken crossed the road? Why is that? To get to the idiot's house. The idiot's house. Uh, I'll tell you another one. Knock, okay. knock, yeah. knock. Who's there? The chicken. Who's the chicken who? <laughs> oh, never mind. <laughs> All right. <laughs> <laughs> Hurts my feelings. What a awful. One of my followers on TikTok commented <sighs> that one a while back. I thought that was funny. Oh, my and I, goodness. I thought I might separate it by two or three other jokes, you know, like the chocolate chip cookie thing. But then I thought, hmm, mm. I better not. Because Biggins might forget why the chicken crossed the road. Uh-huh. <laughs> I better do it pretty quick. <laughs> Poor thing. Uh, I, okay. I, I, oh, I, 
Oh, you just gonna tell? I was gonna tell a knock knock joke. Okay, do you okay. knock knock? All right, you say knock knock. Knock knock. Who's there? I, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> How you got? Oh, that's mine. Knock <laughs> <laughs> uh, knock. Who's there? Old lady. Old lady who? Why are you a yodeling? I'm trying to tell a joke. Knock <laughs> <laughs> knock. Who's there? Cows go. Cows go. Cows go who? No, owls go who? Cows go. We have officially wandered off <laughs> to, the the <laughs> to the dad joke. To the knock knock land. Dad joke land. Right. Good. How does a squid go into battle? How? Well armed. <laughs> <laughs> Buford like that and big. That's good. Yes. My goodness. Y'all hear about that pet store? The pet store? With the parrot? Oh, yeah, the parrot did all that. You've heard it, haven't you? I love this one. This couple walks in this pet store and they're looking around shopping. This parrot goes, Hey, babe. Hey, buddy. That couple's looking around. They don't see anything. They keep walking. That parrot goes, Hey, buddy. They look around. They see that parrot. I think that parrot's talking to us. Hey, buddy. And they that parrot is talking to us. You talking to us? Hey, buddy. And they go, what? You're fat and your wife's ugly. Oh, my goodness. That made that couple mad. And that husband went up to the manager of that pet store and said, your bird just insulted me and my wife. He said, no, he didn't. He said, he did. He called me fat and my wife ugly. He said, oh, no, I'll take care of that. So that manager of that pet store took a magazine, rolled that magazine up, opened up a cage of that bird cage, and went to wailing away, squawk, 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 just beating on that bird, said, I told you to watch that beak. You don't be insulting anybody again. Squawk, squawk, squawk. I mean, he's beating that bird within an inch of his life. That bird's just squawking away. He says, backs up, he says, so help me. If you ever tell anybody they're fat or ugly again, it's kaputs for you. It's over with. Well, he shut that door and they walked off. The little feathers are floating through the air. <laughs> and that bird's laying in that cage. He looks dead. I mean, he ain't moving. And I mean, all of a sudden, that one little wing kind of shakes loose. He kind of shakes his head and leans up. And that one eye is swollen, purple and blue. I mean, that, little, that parrot's got that swollen eye and, and his little tongue sticking out of that little beak. And he sits up and he kind of staggers around and there's a little little speck of blood coming out of that little hole there on that beak. <laughs> and that bird stretches one wing, stretches the other wing. There's still little feathers floating through the air. That bird's taking a licking. And all that bird can hear ringing in his head. So help me if you call anybody fat or ugly again, that's it for you. That bird waddles over to the edge of the cage, leans up against it and just sore and just all bruised up. He's looking out that one good eye and everything's foggy and he's seeing two of everything. Everything's trying to come into focus and that couple's checking out of that uh, pet store and as they walk by, that bird looks out and he goes, Hey, buddy. And that guy goes, What? He goes, You know what? <laughs> you know what? <laughs> well, that's like the, the uh, there was a magician working on a cruise ship and the, Parrot that belonged to the captain was always hollering out how his tricks worked. So he'd go, What? Something sleeve. What? What? Send the other box. What? So uh, finally, one day the ship sinks, and the only two survivors are the magician and the bird, and they end up on the same island, and the bird doesn't say anything for about a week. And then finally, one day the bird goes, ah, I give up. Where's the boat? <laughs> I give up. Where's the boat? I don't made her disappear. You got a bird joke here? Can't tell that. You can't tell that one? 
He's trying to think of jokes he can tell. Oh, yeah. Right. So I can tell about the hunting dog. All right. All right. All right. It's, it's old boy. Uh, he comes down from up north and he wants to go duck hunting. And so he takes him. Yeah. <laughs> so these folks take him out duck hunting and they're making fun of him the whole time because he's up north, you know. And they kill him some ducks and then they got the little old lab dog runs out there and get some ducks that comes back to him. And that old boy from up north, he finally says, man, I like this outfit right here. I like this deal. I like this duck hunting. He said, now, buddy of mine's got a pond up there. And we cleared off them ducks and come right here on this pond. All I need is one of them dogs. And the old boy he's talking to gets to life and he's going to have a little fun with him. He said, well, uh, you can get you one of these lab dogs here pretty easy, but you, he said, I'm going to learn you something about them so you don't lose your money. He said, lose my money? He said, yeah. I said, you can lose a lot of money in, in, in a black lab dog. He said, you can lose a whole bunch. He said, what do you mean? How can I lose my money? He said, well, look, when you get you, you go look at these dogs and you go get you one, first thing you got to do is you raise that little dog's tail up and you take your finger and Run it in there about second knuckle deep. Oh, All right? Dude, and so that way you'll know if that dog's little honey hole's too big, it'll take on water and it'll float to the bottom and drown. And there, and you'll be out all your money on a dog. <laughs> he said, all right, I got it, I got it, I got it. So he goes back up north and all them laughing at him, you know, he gonna go up there. But he goes calling these dog breeders around there. His buddies all get set up, and they get the pond ready. All they need is a dog. He calls this, yeah, he calls this dog breeder, and he said, uh, I'm interested in one of them black lab dogs. He said, well, I, I got some out here. Just throw the whole litter of them. Good dogs. Come out of a champion airplane. He said, uh, they're good duck dogs. He said, well, they can be, you know, with the training. He said, yeah, they, like I said, they're out of a champion. And he said, well, I'm going to have to come examine that dog myself. Because I know a little something about them dogs. <laughs> and you ain't going to get me on my money. Right? He said, well, sir, you can come on down and check him out if you want to. So he goes down there. He gets to look at them dogs. And old boy picks one up and shows it to him. said, here, listen, here's a fine dog right here. It's a male like you'd ask for. And I said, look at this one. He looked at it. He raised that tail up and took that index finger. Went about second knuckle with it. And I pulled it up. He said, I can't have this dog. He said, why not? What do you mean? He said, well, anybody knows if that dog's a little butt too wide, it'll take on water and float to the bottom and drown, and I'll be out all my money. This ain't a good duck dog. He said, oh, duck, hang on a minute. He reached down and grabbed that little dog by the hangy down <laughs> and squeezed as hard as he could and give it about a half a crank. That dog's little old honey hole went... <laughs> He said, you said duck, I had him set for quail. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I don't believe I'd have told that. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> Should have told mine first. <laughs> hey, I wish I went for him. Oh, wow. Wow. Well, with that, I think we'll go to a word from our sponsor. <laughs> we'll be right back. Do you walk through the forest with an eye open for the unknown? Do you believe that Bigfoot is out there somewhere? 
He may be hiding, but you don't have to. Let the world know you believe. Visit BigfootSearchGear.com for the largest collection of apparel and gifts for Bigfoot enthusiasts. Bigfoot t-shirts, hats, stickers, signs, and keychains, as well as Sasquatch hot sauce. It'll make you howl like a Yeti. Go to BigfootSearchGear.com and enter promo code HILLBILLIES at checkout for 10% off. Free shipping to anywhere in the U.S. on orders over $25. BigfootSearchGear.com And we're back. So, we got to talking during the commercial break about uh, uh, some of the jokes that we tell or... Um, interpretations, old jokes, <laughs> yeah. old jokes. interpretations old jokes. of old jokes, and uh, we've been accused on social media in the past of stealing jokes from other contemporary comedians who have also heard the same old jokes and retold them that we've told. And uh, I'll say this about that: first of all, I don't know if you've ever heard this, but they say there's really only ten different kinds of movies. You know, there's the Monster in the house, there's the buddy picture, there's the uh, coming of age story. But if you break down all movies, it comes down to basically 10 different stories. And jokes are very similar. Um, a, uh, a joke can be a surprise ending or a funny visualization or, uh, you know, uh, something like that. But it's it, basically they all crank down to the same formulas. But <clears throat> there was one joke in particular that we did a video about a while back. And a bunch of people started saying, well, you stole that from so-and-so. Well, five minutes of research online, we found uh, a video that somebody had posted telling the same joke four months before this guy did. And then we found another video from four years prior to that of somebody else. These are both on the same streaming service. And then I did a little research and found a folklorist in 1971. Now, for those of you not familiar, we are not recording this in 1971. We're recording this 50 years after that. But 50 years ago, a folklorist in uh, the South here had cataloged the very same joke, almost word for word, from a group of high school students. Now, if that person gathered that joke 50 years ago from people who are now in their 70s, uh, that was an old joke then. Because if it had gone around long enough to become part of folklore, it was not a new joke. So we don't steal jokes, but we, you know, Rembrandt painted flowers, Picasso painted flowers. Neither one of them was stealing from each other. They were just interpreting the truth of the world their own way. And we tell our stories our way, and sometimes they might sound like somebody else's, but that's because... But we don't take credit. We don't claim no, 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 no. We don't right. take... Yeah. But, a lot yeah. of stories I tell, like I was telling earlier, my daddy drove trucks 60 years, and they and we get out on the road and pop, you know, when, when one of us kids would get to go with daddy during summertime, or us boys, you know, go with him. Especially this boy, you know, daddy go telling us jokes and stories and cutting up. And a lot of that is just reminiscent uh, of him and, and, and telling, you know, some things that we've heard and done. But I ain't never tried to outright steal nothing from nobody. No. Now, I have written my own jokes, but you can still break them down to the same kind of formulas, you know, and that's what I'm saying. Jokes are jokes, and they just are what they are. <clears throat> um, <clears throat> but we... Uh, just for the record, I'd like to state that the joke we're speaking of has nothing to do with manners. 
Okay. Uh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. We're... <laughs> well, we have we have to be here because we've been we've been accused of stealing from a lot of folks. Um, it's what's really funny is when somebody learns a joke from us and then and then uh, accuses us from stealing it from them. We can just quit playing with stuff. What kind of Chinese well, just, 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 quit, just put it down. Just, just quit playing with stuff. It's he, a rotor he, thing here. He's picking up things and, and monkeying with them. <laughs> You're going to break something. Oh, what's that? Put it back on the ottoman. I'll explain it to you later. So anyway, um, what, uh, so parrot jokes. We were talking about parrot jokes earlier. I've always loved parrot jokes because I love doing that parrot voice. <laughs> Hello. But... <laughs> Do that again. Hello. Yeah. It's not wider than punchline funny or not. He does that voice. I, I can't take it. <laughs> <laughs> I keep on waving. I have a lot of fun in like uh, uh, doing all those animal sounds and stuff. Uh, we were in a Korean restaurant one time. <laughs> <laughs> Beulah Dean didn't think that's funny at all. <clears throat> I laughed my head off. <laughs> I, I would have too. At least I heard a, I cannot remember his name. He's a funny guy. He's a comedian. I was listening to him on Pandora. But he was telling, he does like a Satan voice all the time. And it was hilarious. He's a Catholic guy. And uh, he was talking. Oh, he that said, was Jim Gaffigan. He said, no, it wasn't Jim Gaffigan. Oh, because Jim Gaffigan is an old, old comic. He calls his he goes, wife and she's Catholic. And says, uh, she's like, who is it? He goes, the devil. <laughs> but he's an old comic. He said, you want to have a lot of fun? You don't even got to be Catholic. Just go to a midnight mass, and when he comes in there sprinkling that holy water, you go, it burns, it burns. <laughs> There'll be atheists doing the rosary over the corner. <laughs> but the favorite time he got to use that voice, he said uh, it was a true story. He said his daughter come woke him up one night and told us that dad, somebody's breaking in the house. And he's like, uh-oh. He said, grab your mother and your brother, and y'all go down to the basement in case you got to shoot him. So I want y'all going down there. And so he goes downstairs. Strips off butt naked and he's holding an axe. And the guy comes through the window and goes, What took you so long? I've been waiting on you all day. <laughs> they charged you with breaking out of my house. <laughs> I love it. They were as funny as they get. I wish I could think his name where I could tell it on there and let them know him. I don't know. He was a cop. He used to be a cop, too. <clears throat> He tells all kinds of stories about being a cop. No idea. Andy? <laughs> <laughs> he said that, well, there was a good one. He Andy said Griffin. that uh, one night a guy direct was in a ditch in a motorhome and was drunk, sitting there behind the wheel. <laughs> it's a, he went up to him and told him, hey, bud, you got to get out of the vehicle. He said, I got this, you know, I'm already at home. Get out of my yard. <laughs> couldn't argue with you. <laughs> so, <laughs> Stephen Wright once said that he, one time he uh, he uh, put his accidentally put his car key in the apartment building and it started up. He said, "So I took it for a drive." He said, I "Went out on the interstate and I parked it." And then everybody that drove up, I told him to get out of my driveway. <laughs> <laughs> Stephen Wright's funny. What was it? He said he said he, li- he used to have a house that lived right in the uh, the medium of the interstate. He said it was a perfect place to live. The only problem was he had to leave driveway at 70 miles an hour. (laughs) 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 Peeling out some blue smoke. (laughs) Who's your favorite comedian? Oh, good question. I love uh, Brian Regan. Oh, you're talking about current or all time? Well, all time, but I I like Brian Regan. He's like me. He's a clean comedian, but he's very funny. I like, uh, well, Jonathan Winters. Bob Newhart, Don Rickles. 
Bob Newhart was great. See, now Bob Newhart again—that's the kind of stuff I like, where you have to with the those, imagination. He those phone conversations yes. that he'd be having, and you'd have to think about what the other person was saying, and that's you know. I like James Gregory and a guy oh, that James, yeah. a lot of people don't know, and he's a real clean comedian. He does church things. He was better. Carl Hurley. Oh yeah, I've, I've worked with Carl Hurley. I, uh, I love Carl Hurley's stories and the way he goes around because it just it's. It's honest, you know, yeah. when he's talking. I, I love listening. I like Carl Hurley. He's uh, he's like me. He's a country boy, but he's also a college professor. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But he, uh, uh, yeah, we did a show together in Florida back. Oh, it's been it was with Triumphant Quartet. Yeah, in, I know those guys down in Apopka at the uh, Baptist Church down there in Apopka. And boy, we had a good time. But uh, <laughs> yeah, Carl's extremely funny. I love the bit he did about. Uh, he said his his wife went on a. She was she's a college professor too. They went. She went on a sabbatical to Europe for. Six weeks, he said, uh, or six months. She was gone for six months, and he said, "I, I found out." He said, "I, I didn't like doing laundry, but I could buy a new pack of underwear at Walmart for little <laughs> or nothing." He said, "We had a laundry chute on the second floor of our house, going all the way down to the basement." He said, "When she got home, I couldn't close the lid on that thing." Since <laughs> <laughs> she come home, she said, "I said I met her at the airport. She got off the plane. She said." I don't know what you've been doing, but it stops now. It's <laughs> <laughs> funny. I think a current one, ones that's out there now, I think. Uh, Steve Harvey. I think oh. Steve Harvey's hilarious. See, I mean, Kevin Hart, I think, is very funny. Um, I, I, I love Kevin Hart. What's uh You thinking of Tim Conway? No, I love Tim Collins. Isn't he great? And the Snortle. The, the Wolf Lark. Snort. Snort. Siamese elephants. Oh, yeah. Burt Crasher is absolutely hilarious. He is very funny. funny. The Machine! Yes. That's that's just so funny. Um, and the... You had a cooler slot instead of a diet coat. That was... Yeah, it's a game time decision. Boys. <laughs> yeah. You better quit right there. <laughs> He's a very funny guy. Well, I tell you what, um, the uh, th- there's so many great comedians out there, and it's it's a pleasure to be a part of that world. And and I've enjoyed every bit of the last thirty years doing it. And if we get to do it another thirty, that'd be great. Of course, we'll be all old and decrepit well, by then. What is funny? You're talking about the jokes and stuff, and the only person. To say something is not really in that world. It, it's like... It's, yeah, the people that complain are people that don't understand. It's, well, yeah. Well, and, and just even... I don't know if it was the guy we was talking about earlier personally that said something or just... Somebody who knew him. But yeah, somebody who knew him or whatever. But now, I have... You can listen to so many comedians and listen to them tell the same mm-hmm. joke mm-hmm. that you just heard of the other one saying. I even appreciate it. And it yeah, and then... The actual, I guess what you would call like real comedians mm-hmm. down was paid to do this to travel the world. <laughs> the ones that I've met are absolutely wonderful and laugh about that stuff. You know, you don't come out. It, it would be different if you come out and said, "This is my joke and I wrote it." That's why well, I got an issue. Exactly. Is when it's not your joke, but you're taking credit like yeah. you wrote it. Yes. Right. Because it's like a good song. Happy birthday. How many people sing Happy Birthday? Did you write it? No. Right. But I sang it. But th- that's the thing. And well, and like even even when you take a joke idea and you adapt it, people will accuse you of being a thief. I'm a, a ventriloquist, and I do a joke about being a ventriloquist at a funeral. I have four other friends who are ventriloquists who all do jokes about being a ventriloquist at a funeral. They're all different jokes. They're essentially the same. 
you know, my, my version of it is people ask me if I've ever gotten in trouble with ventriloquism again uh, out in the real world. And I said, one time I broke my arm, I dislocated my shoulder and broke my foot. I said, all I said was let me out, but the other five guys freaked out and dropped the casket. <laughs> now, <clears throat> another friend of mine says, uh, people ask me if I've ever gotten in trouble with ventriloquism. Well, I, I'll never be asked to be a pallbearer again. Uh-huh. And then he, he does a couple of other little jokes about it, but it, but it's the same joke, but it's two different takes on it, two yeah. different interpretations. And really, that's what it's about. It's about art. So anyway, we're going to take a real quick break from our uh, show and uh, have another word from a sponsor. And today's episode is brought to you by coffeeandsugar.com. That's K-A-W-F-E-E-A-N-D-S-U-G-A-R, coffeeandsugar.com. Home of Granny's Hillbilly Coffee, some of the best coffee you'll ever drink. If you use promo code HOLLER at checkout, you'll save 15% off orders of $29 or more. Visit coffeeandsugar.com and tell them the Hillbillies in the Holler sent you. And we're back. Thank you for supporting our sponsors. And uh, that so, is Hillbilly Coffee. Yes, I like how they spell it. It's K A W F E E Coffee and Sugar. Well, how else would yes. you? Spell I think it? we put all that in the ad. <laughs> how yeah. else are you gonna spell it? No, that's, 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 spell that's how you spell coffee, ain't it? Uh, I thought it was okay. Yeah, but, but don't do this. Well, it had two e's. It didn't have the Y on it. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I just try. I love that boy. All right, so uh, <laughs> talk about them parrots. <clears throat> I'll be talking about parrot jokes. Uh, do you, you hear about that parrot that uh, speak forty something languages? No. Oh, this boy went in there and he said, "Man, they they, they wanted like three thousand dollars for this parrot." That guy said, "Well, that's an expensive parrot." He said, "Yeah, he speaks forty something different languages." And he said, I don't want a bird that expensive. He said, I need these other birds. And he said, well, they don't speak. He said, well, I've, I've got this big party and I'm trying to impress all these people. Can I train these others to speak? And he said, well, yeah, if you got several years. He said, I don't have time for that. He said, well, I'll make you a deal on this. And he dropped it about $500, at 20, you know. So he, he got a couple thousand dollars, a little more than a couple thousand dollars to pay for that expensive bird that could speak 40 languages. Well, he takes off. And uh, and he knows he's got about a week. You know, he's he's going to learn all these phrases, teach all these phrases that bird because he got about a week before they kept him in there for the uh, next day. He comes back. He's hey, I, I took that bird home. I, I've got you know about a week to pull this off. That bird didn't say a thing. He's like, you mean to tell me you took that bird home? He didn't say a thing at night. He said, no, not a thing. Didn't say a thing. You're, you're telling me when you put him in that cage and he's looking down there at that newspaper. He's newspaper. Oh, he's gonna have a newspaper. Man, that's a smart bird. He speaks forty languages. He he just he ain't just gonna be babbling about. You know, he needs something to talk about. You gotta put a newspaper in that in cage. He said, Okay, you got a newspaper went in there. That Monday went by and he came back the next day. He said, That bird still ain't talking. He said, You mean tell me that when you put that newspaper in that cage, that that bird didn't talk because after he read that newspaper that he, he got on that perch and sat on that perch? He said Perch? What perch? You don't have a perch for that bird? That bird can't even see out. He's read the paper. He's in that cage. Can't even see out. You got to have a perch for him. And he's, how much is that perch? He buys a perch, comes back the next day. He said, that bird still won't speak. 
That bird still won't say a thing. He said, you're telling me after he read that newspaper and climbed up that ladder to the perch. <laughs> ladder? Oh, yeah. He ain't going to hop up there. I know he's just staring at that perch. Wouldn't even get up there on that perch. He's got to have a ladder. We keep the wings trimmed on him. Yeah, how, how much is that ladder? Buys that ladder. He's in a panic. It's getting closer. He comes back now. That bird still, you telling me? You got that newspaper, right? You got that ladder and that perch, yeah. He gets on the perch, yeah. Okay, and he still won't speak. He won't speak. You're telling me that when he reads that paper, gets on that ladder and climbs on that perch and looks in that mirror, he ain't saying a thing? <laughs> he said, mirror? He ain't got no mirror. Well, they ain't. he's a smart bird. He looks in that mirror, thinks it's another bird, he'll talk. Well, that kind of made sense to the guy. How much that mirror buys that mirror? He's in a pack. He goes back, comes back later at night. He's like, okay, sitting closer. I've got that mirror in there. He, he said, you're telling me that when he reads that paper, climbs that ladder, gets on that perch, and looks in that mirror and rings that bell, that he ain't saying nothing. Bell? You, you got to have him a bell. He's got to ring that bell. He's got to hear something. He's got to activate everything. He said, how much that bell? Buys that bell. Comes back in there the next day, and he says, how's that bird doing? Bird's dead. He said, you mean to tell me that bird's dead? And he never did speak? Oh, he spoke. What'd he say? He said, don't that store have any food? <laughs> <laughs> that is not the joke I thought you was going to tell. I thought you were going to tell the one about the boy went in the mission field and he sent his parents, his parents a parrot for Christmas. And then he called him and said, how'd you like that bird I sent you? Daddy said, oh, it was delicious. Oh, it was no. just the right size for me and your mama. He said, Daddy, you, you, you don't mean to tell me you ate that bird? I said, well, yeah. What else did you give it to us for? He said, Daddy, that was supposed to be a pet bird. He spoke four languages. Daddy said, well, he already said something. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh. Did I tell you all the one about the, the, the guy that took the, the hamster into the bar? <laughs> but do tell. <laughs> guy goes into a bar and he says to the bartender, says, I'd like a drink, but I ain't got no money. The bartender says, well, good luck with that. And he said, well, but what if I can show you something you've never seen before? The bartender said, well, I'm willing to look. So he reaches in his pocket. He pulls out a little white box. And he opens up. His hamster jumps out. And it runs to the end of the bar and jumps on the piano and starts playing the piano really well. And the bartender's like, yeah, that's worth a drink. So he gives the guy a beer. So the guy's sitting there drinking his beer. And <clears throat> piano's playing away, you know. And he looks up on the back bar and he sees some, some uh, cigars. He says, well, I sure would like one of them cigars. And the bartender said, well, that wasn't part of the deal. He said, what if I showed you something else you'd never seen before? The bartender said, well, I'm willing to look. So he reaches his pocket, pulls out another white box, and a frog jumps out. The frog hops to the end of the bar, jumps up on top of the piano, starts singing along with the hamster. The bartender goes, there you go, buddy, light up. So he's sitting there smoking his cigar and drinking his beer. And this fellow walks over from the other end of the bar. He says, hey, man, I think you got something with that frog. He said, I'll give you $500 for that frog right now. He says, all right. So the guy gives him $500 cash. He gives him a box. The guy goes over, scoops up the frog, and leaves. Bartender says, my buddy, it is none of my business, but I think you just made a bad mistake. You could have made millions with that frog. And the guy goes, no. The hamster's a ventriloquist. <laughs> all day long. Well, I can't tell none of that. Did you ever hear about the magician that walked down the street and turned into a building? Uh-uh. <laughs> Turned into a building. Oh, three guys ran. Three guys walk into a bar. You think one of them would have seen it? <laughs> I can't tell my frog joke. <laughs> oh, oh, I got a, I got uh, another. One. I got another. One. What? The chicken that went into the library. Well, chicken goes in the library, walks up to the 
counter and says, Burk. So the librarian gives him a book and he leaves. Next day, Chick brings the book back and he looks up at the librarian and he goes, Burk, Burk. So she gives him two books and he leaves. Next day, Chick brings those books back. Chicken goes, burp, burp, burp. So the librarian gives her three books, decides to follow him, see what's going on. So she follows this chicken down the street. Chicken goes in through, across his field, goes waddling through the woods, comes down to a little bog, throws the books down on the bank, and a frog hops up and goes, read it, read it, read it. <laughs> what do you get when you cross Donald Duck and a whale? What do you get when you cross Donald Duck and a whale? Yeah. I don't know. Moby Duck. <laughs> That's pretty good. That is. Right, bad jokes. What right. kind of cars does Disney characters drive? Oh. Uh, minivan. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> well, what do you know about that? Um, no, I can't tell that one. <laughs> I, I'm going through a lot of that. Uh, a bunch of that. You're probably I'll say that none of these will be heard on any of our performances. Oh, no, no, no. These we are just, made a point not to do that. We just thought this would be silly just to have some fun telling some silly jokes. Um, although, I, uh, we, we do... We do have uh, some of the jokes that we use with hillbillies in the holler and everything have been painstakingly excavated from uh, ancient Egyptian tombs. And, uh, <laughs> but we, we would like to thank the archaeology department at the University of Tennessee for helping us find some really good jokes. Good we go. So right. I'm going I'm to tell this one, and it's a, it's, a little, it's a little more off-color than I usually tell, but this relates back, and this would be a good place to wrap up. But um, this relates back to our conversation in the previous segment about old jokes and jokes being stolen. But um, everybody always says, oh, that's the oldest joke in the book. Well, I have the book. The book is The Collected Humorous Tales of Bar Hebraeus, and it was written about 900 years ago by Bar Hebraeus, who was a bishop in the Syrian Orthodox Church. And it's been translated into English and a lot of what's in it is gibberish to us. It's just, I mean, that whatever they thought was funny 900 years ago does not jive with us as a modern audience today. But the funniest joke in the book to me was there's two beggars sitting on a street corner and the one says to the other, last night I had the strangest dream. I dreamed I was frying a turd. And the other beggar says, well, I'm a soothsayer a fortune teller and if you'll give me a coin i'll tell you what your dream meant and the other <coughs> the other beggar said fool if i had a coin i'd have been frying a fish and that's the oldest joke that's the oldest joke wow. but what's funny is we still tell that joke today i when i'm growing up in the 70s and 80s i used to always see t-shirts and mugs and stuff that said i'm so broke i can't pay attention that's essentially the same, same joke. joke. As a matter of fact, another friend of mine told me, he said he had told the same joke when he was in college because he said he couldn't afford his ADD medication. He said, I literally could not afford to pay attention. And it's the same same joke. Same joke. The, my, my financial situation is so bad that it's affecting my inner life. So there you go. Nine years later. 900 years later. 
So, well, anyway, it's been a pleasure hanging out with you. Please support our sponsors. If you're listening to us on iTunes or any of those other great uh, services, please leave us a review, preferably a good one, because uh, all those reviews help. And we appreciate it. When we get to 100 uh, reviews, we're going to do something really special. I don't know what, but we'll do something special. But thank you so much for listening and taking time away from your busy podcasting schedule to listen to our podcast. I'm Buford. I'm Boo-Boo. And I'm Biggin. Y'all be good to each other. You've been listening to Three Hillbillies on a Couch, live from downtown Boogertown. You can follow us on social media at Hillbillies in the Holler, at Moonshiner's Life, and at Meet Buford. Y'all come back now.